Thank you for listening to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast, located here in Pasco, Washington, where lives are still being changed for Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy it. So this morning, Ephesians, amen. 615. And so I want to take a look this morning. Um, we've been studying, amen, the armor of God. And just uh, I've been explaining the different um, um, parts of the armor of God that we need as, as uh, Christians, as we serve God. And so um, these are, amen, for us to be equipped, amen, to, for every good work, amen, that, that God would give us. And so we're going to continue to look this morning, amen, and I forgot to start my timer. You're gone for, for one service, amen, you forget, you forget things, how they run and what order they go, amen. So we're going to continue, amen, to look, amen, at, at the, amen, importances and so we are told, amen, as saints of God, we are to, we're engaged in a cosmic battle against a powerful and relentless enemy. And so our enemy this morning, he is called the devil. And so the Bible says that the enemy employs wiles. And so this word refers to tricks, schemes, his methods. The devil uses, amen, to undermine the faith of the saints. Amen. And he tries to attack the glory of God. And so God commands his people to stand. He, he commands us, amen, to stand against the attacks of the enemy. The word, amen, stand is a military term. It means to hold a position at a critical time and point. And so this is the image of a soldier refusing to yield even one inch of ground to his foe. And so it is not the image of someone on the offensive, but rather it is a picture of a soldier on the defensive. And so protecting the ground that he has already been won. You and I, amen, I've been called, amen, to pastor this city. And as, as the people of God, we need to move forward. Not to stand still, amen, but to move forward for the kingdom of God and keep pressing, amen. We have to gain ground, amen, for the kingdom. And so God has given his people, amen, very precious possessions. He has given us truth, amen. He has given us his word. He has given us grace. He has given us salvation, and also, on top of that, the icing on the cake, he has given us blessing. But how many of us know that the devil wants that? He wants to take, he wants to rip us off. He will not stop at anything to take that from you and I, what the Lord has given us. And so we are to keep, amen, what God has given us. We are to stand, and not just to stand, we are to push back, amen, and gain critical ground, amen, that the Lord has given us. Hallelujah. And so God says that we must put on the whole armor of God, amen, that you and I, amen, 
must put on these pieces, amen, that constitutes the armor of God. We have already discussed the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. The belt of truth refers to a life committed totally to God. It refers to a life that is built upon faithfulness to the word of God and to God of the word. It speaks of the truth in the testimony, amen, of true living. And so we have to live, amen, by God's word. You see so many people, they go to church, but they don't live out their Christianity. Amen. They're not able, amen, to stand. And so this is the belt of truth, amen. It will provide a Christian soldier stability, amen, in our walk. And it also provides a place for other pieces, amen, for the armor to rest upon. And so without the belt of truth, the soldier will find, amen, all the other pieces useless. So let us take a look. Let, I'm, I'm, um, this morning, I'm just uh, going through the other pieces. The breastplate of righteousness refers, amen, to a holy life, a holy life that is lived according to the teaching of God in his word is a powerful defense against the attacks of the enemy. And so when we allow sin to dwell in our lives, we give Satan, amen, a foothold in our lives. For him to attack us and to exploit us. And so holiness closes the door to the devil. And so it helps protect us against his attacks. And so today we're going to continue to look at the different, uh, amen, pieces of the spiritual warfare. And so let's take a look at the shoes of peace. And let us examine what Paul, amen, is to say that we must stand we must shoot our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And so walking in the Spirit involves direction, it, the, it involves dependency and dedication. When we walk, we do it so because we are headed somewhere. That is a direction. When we walk, we put on, amen, one foot in front of the other, leaning all of our weight, amen, on one leg and then the other, which we take steps. And so that is dependency. When we walk, amen, we are attempting to go somewhere, amen, continuously. And so one step is not walking. We have to continuously walk, amen. You have to keep, amen, taking steps in order to get someplace. This is, amen, dedication. This is dependency. Amen, upon God. And so this is necessary for our spiritual walk. Hallelujah. Let's take a look at our scripture this morning. Ephesians 6, 15. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness to give, given by the gospel of peace. Let's pray this morning. God, we pray this morning that you would move by your power and your spirit, Lord God. Help us, Lord God. Equip ourselves, Lord God, for all that you have for us, Lord God. We thank you. We ask you to move this morning by the power of your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning, we take for granted shoes. But I say this morning that they are important, amen, part of our apparel. We have different shoes for nearly every kind of activity. I have dress shoes. I have casual shoes. I have work shoes, amen. 
How many of us know that, that when they tell you to buy some steel toe work shoes when you're working in a warehouse, amen, they mean buy them because something might happen, amen. And so I have a lot of shoes and my wife has a lot more, amen. Amen, that's the truth, amen, women love shoes. But, amen, we need to put these shoes on. And so a lot of times we don't think often about our shoes, amen, but we need to be grateful for them because they protect our feet from danger, walking around barefooted. Uh, they keep our feet warm, dry, especially here, amen, in the Pacific Northwest, amen, they, they keep our feet warm. And so, amen, my, my, my little son, amen, he... He doesn't like to wear shoes, man, but he puts them on during May and September. Amen. The feet, his feet are hot. Some, the, that, that tar outside our house gets hot sometimes. And he has to put on shoes. I've seen him go up, run out there and burn his feet. And when it gets cold, amen, he has to wear shoes. And so I can't imagine, amen, uh, myself, amen, being without shoes. And so shoes are important. Amen, to our wardrobe. Think about the importance of shoes, amen, to certain pro professionals, construction workers, amen. Hallelujah, need f shoes, amen. Football players need shoes, amen. Baseball players need shoes. Tennis players need shoes, amen. And so, and so and shoes are very important, amen, in our lives. As important as shoes to an athlete, a construction worker, a businessman, and a housewife, amen, we need to prepare ourselves, amen. A soldier, amen, is also to be equipped, amen, with the right pair of shoes. And so the soldier's life could depend on his shoes. The soldiers are required to march for long distance, fighting battles in all types of environments, Walking through jungles over rocks, amen, crossing stream beds filled with sharp, uh, jagged rocks, amen, snow, whatever it may be, um, crossing uh, uh, burning deserts. If a soldier's feet became swollen, tender, or cut, or blistered, that soldier would be greatly hindered in the day of battle. So the soldier might not be able to fight. He might not be able to march. He might not be able, amen, to properly handle his weapons. He certainly could not advance on the enemy. Amen. Sores on his feet, amen, would determine the, uh, the soldier's ability to stand firm. And so the Roman soldier is the image Paul is given to illustrate the whole armor of God. Amen. He wore leather boots. That protected his feet and ankle. Amen. That allowed him to advance towards the enemy. Amen. So this piece of armor was essential for a Roman soldier to be prepared for battle. The boot usually, amen, um, held uh, hobnailed soles, which was meant, amen, which had uh, metal pieces, nails, or driven through them. And so these gave the soldier great traction so he could climb, he could fight on unleavened uh, terrain. 
the boots, amen, wore by a Roman soldier, gave him stability as he engaged the enemy. And so this is why it's important, amen, to have, amen, the, the right shoes on. And so we are to engage, amen, against the devil's wiles. We must have the proper spiritual footwear. And so grit about with the truth so we can stand, amen, the breastplate of righteousness. But if we neglect, amen, to shoot our feet with the preparation of the gospel, we are destined to stumble and fall. And so we need to desire, amen, the, amen, the shoes. We need to, amen, these shoes, amen, are for us to be prepared. Hallelujah. This is how Paul puts it this morning, amen, Titus 3, 1, which he says, put them on in mind to be subject to the principalities and powers, to obey the magistrates, to be ready in every good work. A soldier's boots allowed him to be ready for whatever he faced. A good pair of boots, amen, makes him ready to march, makes him ready to stand, it makes him ready to climb. It makes him ready to fight. So whatever comes his way, amen, he may be ready in the time, amen, of need. And so this same readiness, amen, the people of God need to have. And so to what readiness does this refer to? In one sense, to be a child of God, we must always be ready to do God's business. In the sharing of the gospel with the lost, we are to be on the move continuously for God, from going from place to place, preaching the gospel to the lost, telling them about Jesus Christ. If you notice, amen, Jesus Christ's ministry, amen, him and his disciples, they were going from place to place, preaching the gospel uh, healing the sick, amen. And so we have to be ready, amen, with the, with the readiness of the gospel. There is a sense in which a believer are to be actively engaged in the business of evangelism. Peter says it this way, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is within meekness and fear. Within you meekness and fear. And so when God saves us, he commands us to tell others what he has done for you and I. He, amen, this morning can use our lives. He has given us his spirit. He has given us his Holy Spirit to equip us for evangelism. The very heart of our duty to the lost Amen, is to go and tell, amen, everybody, every living creature, amen, that is God's great commission. Go, therefore, amen, teach all the nations, baptizing them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I command you. And God says, lo and behold, I am with you until the end. And so this whole week, amen, was geared up to Friday Thursday and Friday night, couples, amen, going, amen, into the harvest field and telling people, amen, about Jesus Christ, gaining ground, amen, in their cities that they're going to be launched out to, and not only gaining ground, but telling people, amen, 
of the precious gospel. This this thing is dear, amen. The gospel of Jesus, amen, is dear. It is the good news, amen. And so I believe that sharing the gospel, amen, advances the kingdom of God. Therefore, we are to put on the gospel, amen, of peace. Therefore, we need, amen, to put on these shoes of peace, amen. Therefore, the the shoes are desired. Therefore, the shoes are depicted in our scripture. So what do these, amen, shoes deliver? The gospel of peace refers to the glorious news that through our relationship with Jesus Christ, we are at peace with God. How many of us know that before we got saved, we really didn't have peace? We thought we had peace, but we didn't. I thought I had peace, but when I came to Christ, I knew that I truly had peace. When God delivered me, amen, when he poured his spirit into my life, I had peace in my life. And it doesn't mean that you don't go through things in your walk with God. But God is able to give us peace as, you know, we go through things in life. And so, before we were saved, amen, the enemy of God, amen, had control of us. But now we are saved. We are saved, amen. We are reconciled to God. And so when he did this, he declared to us, amen, to be at peace with him. He justified us by faith. We have the peace of God, amen, through his son, Jesus Christ. Now it is Jesus, amen, in the saints that are at peace with God. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your minds by wicked works, Amen. Now we're reconciled to God. Amen. Through, amen, the death and burial of Jesus Christ. And so this is the gospel of peace, amen, that you and I, amen, can have peace in our lives. And not that just you and I can have peace in our lives, but that we can share it also, also with others and they can have the same peace that you and I have. And so Paul refers, amen, here to the marvelous good news Amen, that, that we are at peace with, amen, God. And so it is a glorious truth that we have been made, amen, one with the Lord. So having our feet should with the preparation of the peace of the gospel means that we stand in absolute confidence that God loves you and I. That he has forgiven us, that we are united with him, that he fights for us, amen, and that all is well with our souls. I want to say sometimes, you know, we have unrest in our lives. But we always have to come back, amen, to God's word and know that he loves us, amen, that he wants to take care of us. And so this is a confidence, amen, that you and I are saved. We have that confidence, amen. And when we possess the peace of God in our hearts, we are ready to stand against the enemy that comes against us. When we have God's peace, we're able to move forward, amen, for him. God gives us an example. The children of Israel were under the leadership of Gideon. Gideon witnessed, amen, God reducing his army from 32,000 to 300 men. The reason why God did this 
is so they could put their confidence in God and not themselves. And God, amen, the battle was God's. They saw the Lord defeat their enemies, amen, without a single weapon. All those men, all they did was break jars of clay, allowing the lamps, amen, within them to shine. They blew a trumpet. The sword of the Lord, amen, fought for them. Their faith in the Lord, amen, promise gave them the confidence to be able to stand. Amen. In Second Chronicles 20, the people of Judah were about to be invaded by a powerful enemy, the Amorites. And the Moabites, they were afraid, but the Lord spoke to King Jehoshaphat and said to him, Do not be afraid, do not be dismayed. Amen. Against this great multitude, for the battles was God's. Amen. So, hallelujah. And then it goes on to say, amen, that Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping him. And the Levites and the children, uh, amen, bowed themselves, amen. And they stood up and praised the Lord, amen, with Israel, amen. And, and they stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a loud voice and high. And they rose up early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness, amen. And so God was able to give them a victory, amen. When we, when we praise God, amen, when we lift up our voices, amen, when we believe God, God is able to give us a victory. And so Judah experienced a great victory because they took God at his word and stood in confidence in him. And so thus... The same for you and I, the people of God. We have to, amen, staying confident in God. Peter also, he drew the sword, and so he cut a soldier's ear off in the Garden of Gethsemane. He did this because the whole group, amen, was with Jesus Christ, amen. And so he saw, amen, the movement that they were in, and so he, he believed, amen, that Jesus Christ was the Messiah, but not, not the Messiah, you know, that came to deliver them by dying of the cross. He, he thought he was actually going to be a deliverer, amen, a conqueror. And so he, Peter, no doubt, saw, amen, the people that were behind Jesus. And so he was also confident, amen, and that's why pe Peter did that. And so we need to stand confident in God, amen, through, amen, the gospel of peace. And so the Redeemer, the redeemed child who stands in the Lord's power and is full, we're full of assurance in the salvation of the Lord. So we don't have to fear the enemy. We don't have to fear Satan. How many, he throws things our way, but we don't have to fear that. Amen. We can stand confident. I know sometimes, you know, we, we see the enemy throwing things at our lives and we're like, well, what's going on, God? But if you turn to God's word, amen, and read it, amen, just know and stand upon his word. So we are, when we are attacked, we need to stand firm, amen, upon God, the peace, amen, of the gospel of grace. The same gospel that converted us, amen, from sinners into saints, the same gospel that changed, amen, us, amen, 
can protect us and help us. We who were once, amen, outside are now the sons of God. He is our heavenly father and we are his children. And so everything we need, amen, is there for us to be strong in the Lord and in his power and in his might. And he puts it at our disposal. Our confidence in the day of battle does not rest on our own power, but it rests on God's promises. And so Romans 8, 31 through 39 says, What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give everything else to us? Who dares accuse us of whom God has chosen for his own? No one for God himself has given us the right to, uh, right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one for Christ Jesus died for us who was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in a place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us, goes on to say, can anything ever separate us from the Christ, from the love of Christ? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity? I want you to highlight that. It says, can anything ever separate us from the love of Christ? It says, does it mean that we no longer that he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity. We are persecuted. We're hungry. We are destitute. We're in danger. We are threatened. Amen. As the scripture says, for your sake we are killed every day and we are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. Just because we go through things, amen, just because God tests us. Amen. Does not mean that he does not love us. Amen. And it goes on to say in verse 38, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither fears for today nor worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from the love of God. No power in the sky above or on the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so those promises are true. Amen. And so the shoes are to give us stability to stand in the day of evil. The truth, amen, that we are loved by God Give us confidence to stand. Amen. The truth, amen, that we are saved by grace gives us the confidence to stand. The truth that we are His children gives us the confidence to stand. The truth, amen, that we are in His tender care and that he, we have His promises to stand, to protect us, to keep us and defend us. Amen. This gives us confidence to be able to stand for him amen so the question amen this morning is are you ready to stand do you have absolute confidence in your heart that God has saved your soul that he has forgiven you of your sins 
that he has adopted you into your, his family. If you have this confidence, you can stand regardless of what the enemy throws your way. If you don't have that deep, settled confidence in your heart, you won't be able to stand against the battles unless you are grounded in absolute insurance of salvation the enemy will have little trouble knocking you off your feet i want to say this morning that you can be sure you can have that confidence that all is well you can know him you can stand in his power amen you can be stable you can be strong you can be sure in your life you can have stability you need, amen, and know that you are saved. When you are, amen, against the enemy, sorry, when you are, then the enemy will have a hard time because you will be able to withstand in a day of evil, amen. We can, I want to say this morning that we can stand in this evil day. Amen. Do you have the right shoes on? Hallelujah. If the Lord has spoken to you on this manner, amen. This morning you can come to him if you, amen, are not prepared. Can I have every head bow and every eye closed? You've just listened to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast located here in Pasco, Washington. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you come back for more.